Hi, Faker. Welcome to the Fake Podcast. For people who don't know, Fake stands for Fashion for Animal Kingdom and Environment. And our goal is to create conversation with powerful guests. And today we received the founder of Decepto, one of the most inspiring alternative to leather and the most innovative. We received Adrian Lopez Verarde. Uh, he created Decepto uh, Cactus Leather with uh, uh, his best friend, right? He's your best friend, right. Martin Casares. But yeah, first, how are you? <laughs> I'm very good, Jonathan. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Oh, thank you. Thank you for taking time to, to, to do this podcast. Uh, I see so amazing news regarding Deserto every day. And um, actually, I, I want to say something. I, you know, I work with a lot of different brands uh, in the ethical fashion world. And every time a, a brand comes to me and I check what they do, and every time I'm impressed of the quality of the leather, it turned out that it's cactus leather. And I don't say that because you're here. I swear every time I'm like, wow, the quality look amazing. It's the Celto. So yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> That's very, very nice to hear. We work a lot on developments, on, on different qualities, softness or stiffness, depending on what our customers want in terms of uh, the design that they are building with the Celto. So... Mm-hmm. I'm happy to hear that we, we are on the right track. <laughs> yeah, and I love the fact that you make it uh, possible for anybody. Um, but we'll talk about this a little later. But uh, yeah, first, the first question that comes in my mind, it's how did you realize that you could transform a cactus into leather? Jonathan, that all started like a dream. Um, Marty and I, we, we have the the desire of uh, doing something for for the industries that we were working on, being fashion and automotive, specifically on the materials that the industries use. Um, we, we are aware of the impact of leather, synthetics like PVC, polyurethane, and um, all the, the noxious chemicals that these materials contain. And, and we didn't see like a, a, an alternative that could be massively adopted by as a substitute for all these materials. Mm-hmm. Most of the things that we saw were like uh, lab trials and uh, they were not uh, in, like ready to, to meet the demand and the needs of the industry. So being here in Mexico, uh, when Marty and I started to do the brainstorm, like what plant are we going to use to make the certo or the material? Because we didn't even have a name for it yet. Mm. And uh, it was like, well, I mean, we are in Mexico. Like, let's look at like which plants we could rely on in Mexico that are sustainable and that can be a raw material for making an, uh, a massive uh, production of a sustainable material. So... Uh, we started to, to engage with a lot of uh, experts in the agricultural fields relevant to, to plants. Mm-hmm. And um, so we decided to give it a try with cactus, with the Opuntia ficus indica, which is the native uh, cactus species in Mexico. It is endemic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where in, we have the most abundant uh, wild and farm growth of this plant in the world. So it's super abundant given the natural conditions of uh, soil here. 
the, mm-hmm. the environment, it grows really fast. It's very efficient at absorbing carbon dioxide. Uh, it's contain, the one we can retain eat, right? water. Oh, sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 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 the one that uh, could be eaten, and uh, it has a lot of uh, interesting applications. So um, we said, okay, so we have identified a potential plant, a potential uh, species that we can use for our material. But uh, before going into actual experiments, we wanted to make sure that uh, the farming stage was going to be sustainable. So we started to talk to the federal government, to farmers, everybody, and we were like, okay, so what's the situation of cactus in Mexico? And we found out that in the last eight years, Mexico lost about 50% of its uh, cactus production and we were shocked uh, and um, uh, we were told by the government that the reason was that um, there were a lot of price fluctuations in the food industry so mm. farmers were not like uh, interested anymore in growing this crop and we thought it was a shame because it's like the the crop of the present and rather than the future you know mm. it's it's something that can uh, be harvested even when you face climate change and you have droughts, no rain, and you have all these variations in the environment, it's a resilient plant that you can rely on even in, in those conditions. So yeah, um, I, I think it's important also to, to say uh, that you don't kill the plant. You just, like you say, you, it's like a haircut. You just remove yeah. the, the mature leaves. And so the cactus will continue to absorb carbon to create, to grow more. So. That, that's the beauty of this year. Sorry, I just wanted to add that. Exactly. Yes, no, and that's a very important point you make because we don't deforest, we actually reforest uh, mm. land where something else will hardly grow. That's where we plant uh, the cactus. It restores microflora, microfauna of soil, enriched biodiversity. As you mentioned, it is a great carbon dioxide uh, absorber and um, we only harvest the mature leaves. So we never harm the plant, it's left uh, unharmed and we can harvest two times a year, absorb carbon dioxide and contribute to reforestation. And also I I just want to to talk a little bit about your relationship with Marte because I I think it's beautiful and I have the goal is to inspire people here and uh, and there's maybe people that become best friends and they don't have the idea of creating a sustainable business but uh, yeah how you guys met like uh, i i saw a small documentary i made research on you guys and i saw that you are uh, born the exact same day <laughs> and that's what make you like becoming a uh, super friends and I, I thought it was a beautiful story but <laughs> yeah how how did you like, why did you go into that field? Is it because of your passion or because you feel that there's a gap into that? Um, yes, this has been a story of uh, a lot of uh, coincidences, a lot of uh, magic things that have happened through the journey. Uh, one of them is like you mentioned, like Marty and I, we both met each other at the other side of the world in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were born the same day, the same month, the same year, introduced mm-hmm. by common friends, which are Taiwanese, became great friends. And uh, 
so yes um we we really wanted to to make a change we wanted to make a difference after we spent so much time in the industries and we saw that uh, there was a genuine desire of doing things more sustainable but but they were too comfortable on the way they were doing things mm. and uh, when you are like a, at least in my case in my experience when i was working like for instance in the automotive industry you are a, a little piece of a big engine and and like changing things from there is is really really difficult because it's it's a, a machinery that works that way and so mm. and i wasn't happy uh, i wasn't happy about about that, about the, the, the impact of the materials mm. um, and the lack of, uh, of uh, solutions. So I just like, Marty and I would just said, you know what, let's just quit our jobs and let's focus 100% of our time to make a change, to make a difference. Like, let's not wait for anybody to Mm. to do it if we don't do it now it's like we we will never know when it's going to happen so um so that's um we always have a passion for for animals for the environment um i had the opportunity to 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 live in abroad and and, and visit many countries and many different cultures and 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 when i came back to mexico i i i I just thought that we were so lucky of for having all these like different ecosystems, biodiversity, mm. all the nature, and yet very little like sustainable um, consciousness. So I was like, no, you know, let's let's just maximize. Let's use uh, the best possible way the resources we have. Implement responsible innovation and work together to, to make a difference. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for making that decision. Because <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> of people now that working in different industry, it can be food or uh, automobile or anywhere. And they they know that even, even though they don't feel it like that, but they know that they are contributing to, to, to those systems that are destroying our planet slowly. And um, hopefully they will listen to you and realize that there is solution and they, it's, it's hard work for sure, but uh, there is solution. And um, so I have a question that is probably the one question that most people will ask you, because um, I, I talk a lot about vegan leather always, and people like to complain with the fact that vegan leather is not biodegradable, it's bad for the environment. So why would you answer to that? Okay, so first, like uh, biodegradability. Many people think that leather, animal leather, is biodegradable because it's the skin of an animal. Mm. But the truth is that after you treat it with all these uh, tanning substances like uh, chrome, uh, heavy metals involved in it, of course, being chrome one of them, tanning liquors, etc., all the process makes the skin lose its ability to biodegrade. There are some other natural techniques that can be applied, but to be honest, it's like a five or three percent of what the amount of leather worldwide is tan. So okay. that's for one. Second, in our 
materials, we are not uh, synthetic. We are a biomaterial that is formulated consciously on a way that the material can be biodegrade. Now, this is a pioneering area that we are working on. Uh, for example, um, our most advanced material, when you test it under um, the organic carbon content, which is the representation of the of all the, the, the cactus content and if it has any cotton or not, uh, it's uh, 80%. So wow. we have an external report that says, okay, yeah, Desertos most advanced material contains 80% plant-based content. And yet it's a super resistant material that can be used for handbags, garments, accessories, etc. even some furniture. Mm. And um, so the second thing is biodegradability. So on, your, on one hand, you have the organic content and then some people say, yeah, but when you blend it and you mix it, then it loses its ability to biodegrade. The, the reality is that it is not. It just needs specific conditions for the material, for that 80% to biodegrade. And that's what we are pioneering and studying in, in different laboratories around the world. And uh, so we, we have come to find very interesting things like, for example, um, the biodegradation of like uh, basic um, carbon structures happens on mesophilic conditions. Those are temperatures that are like 32 centigrades. And uh, it's in a specific bacteria that grows that can eat that carbon structure and mm. make it biodegradable. Our materials are not like, like a fresh cut piece of cactus because then I mean, it wouldn't have the, the resistance that you're looking for a, for a mm. shoe or for a bag, right? We have to, to to modify the carbon structures of the of the formulas to give the the resistance. And the when same you way do we that, do it with uh, animal skin, exactly. Mm. But cleaner and uh, yeah. and without these um, high concern substances. But yes, you make a point. It's it's like what you do with the with the animal skin. So the the, the thing is that when our material it's being uh, made, then we have uh, actually a report that says that yes, the material is biodegradable, but in these conditions, you don't, you don't rely on mesophilic bacterias. You have to rely on thermophilic bacterias and, um, and some specific conditions that we are working with the engineers so you create the conditions that certain bacteria can grow, eat the smaller one or the ones that are like the, the, the ones that eat the most essential uh, ways of carbon, and then they can eat our material. So that's what we are doing. That's what we are working. The material, that's why um, we say our material is partially biodegradable because um, our most advanced material has 80% of plant-based content and we consider biodegradable that because that you are compared versus cellulose, which uh, biodegrades very easily. So it's a very challenging test. Uh, we are very excited and happy about the results and the breakthroughs that we are doing in, 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 the, in the biomaterials industry. And, um, so yeah, it's it's, a, it's an exact exciting question. But the other point that you were asking is about uh, how is it more sustainable 
um, mm. besides being like uh, biodegradable, because it is not only about biodegradability. It is also about all the utilities that you use to make the material, that being okay. said, water, energy, greenhouse gas emissions, carbon uh, footprint, and um, eutrophication, for instance, all these aspects have to be taken into consideration in the life cycle assessment of the material to see, okay, mm -hmm. so what's the cost, the environmental cost of having this handbag on my, on my draw, you know? So, mm -hmm. or on my, on, on my closet, right? <laughs> <laughs> so so that, um, that's very important. And we have uh, studies uh, that can be found on our website under the LCA uh, uh, page, in which you can see all the water, all the energy, all the greenhouse gas, all the carbon dioxide, all the eutrophication, all the savings that one meter of even our most like a standard material has compared to leather and compared to PU, you can see the difference. So, um, Yes, there are two things that are critical for a material to be sustainable. Well, actually more than two, but let's, let's talk about the three that I consider the most important. One, people. You have to take care of people. You have to make sure that every single person in the value chain of making your material mm. is respect, treated with dignity, having a good economic uh, input, and all the nice conditions that anybody would like to have when they are at work. Mm. Uh, second, it, you have to be conscious of all the environmental impact in your value chain when you make the material. And you have to work to reduce that. And the third one is the biodegradability and the composition of the materials that you are making. So you have to substitute as much as possible the the noxious parts or or the things that we don't like from the any industry that you are involved in try to work with nature rather than against it and look for innovation research and 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 see how your material can uh, return to to earth in a sustainable way yeah, yeah and I, I would like to add something as well is uh, like you say first of all all those chemical people don't realize, but uh, leather might be more biodegradable, but it's going to release all those toxic chemicals that were used to create this. So it's actually maybe worse for the environment. And, yeah. uh, and even the chemical they use, it's not recyclable. So they throw it in rivers, uh, in ocean where there's kids that are playing, that there's people that are fishing and they eat uh, those animals full of toxic yeah. chemicals then it's horrible for the biodiversity. I mean, we can talk about this for hours, but there's also studies that prove that uh, leather has three times worse impact on the environment, the creation of leather, than the creation of PVC, which is the worst type of plastic you can find. So yeah, so, yeah, so when we see the, the alternative you offer and you're 100% transparent, it's, it's pretty easy to to see the difference that's why i love to call it vegan leather i know there's some people they they don't want to call leather if it's not from an animal but <laughs> that's that's the goal is to create an alternative to leather and it's 20 times if not more uh, better for the environment so actually do you have 
some numbers i know you said they are on your website but do you have like one or two different numbers just to to realize the the impact like the the water used or or the all the chemicals you know like the the just random number that can <laughs> that can shock this yeah sure so for example the energy is measured like a ced which is the cumulative energy demand the turtle saves about 880% uh, compared to animal leather and about 80% compared to polyurethane. Mm. Um, that's huge. I mean, it's, um, it's a, a great energy saving, but not only because of the, of the cactus, but also because of all the things that we do different. Um, avoiding the, the, the use of uh, electricity and relying on sun and all these uh, uh, assets that you can work with nature. Um, you have the greenhouse gas carbon. Um, we save about 1,800 more greenhouse gas emissions compared to leather and about 80% again compared to, to, to PU or polyurethane. Mm. Then we have eutrophication. Uh, the CERTO saves about 500% eutrophication impact compared to leather and 100% compared to PU. Water use is, is really, really shocking. And this is really what, what, where I, I see that the CERTO has its most powerful strength because mm. we rely on a plant that doesn't need any irrigation. So we do great savings in water. The CERTO saves about 164,000% water compared to animal leather and 190% compared to PU. So that's huge. And um, especially in, during this uh, crisis that we are facing on water. Yeah. And then um, greenhouse gas carbon with waste incineration. This is like, okay, so what happens if your material ends up in a landfill and someone burn it. Like, for example, let's say you have one handbag made with deserto, one handbag made with animal leather, and one handbag made with PU, and, and the owners, they finish using it and they throw it to the trash and they, they up, end up in a, in a landfill and they burn it. So the deserto handbag is going to save 1,400% uh, greenhouse gas emissions compared to leather, the animal leather one, and 90% compared to the one of PU. And so those are like uh, the, the basic uh, uh, or the key uh, advantages of using the CERTO. And um, yeah, besides all this, then you have perennial crops that are absorbing carbon dioxide all year around. Mm. And what about okay. uh, pesticide? Do you use any pesticide to grow the cactus? Zero. No. No, we don't use any herbicides, no pesticides, no fertilizers. Our plantations are 100% certified by USDA, by the BCS, also mm. by Mexican uh, government. Um, we don't use whatsoever that. It's, it's a, a no-no for us. It's it's, it's not even necessary. I mean, when <laughs> cactus, cactus is, is, is amazing. It, it, it just doesn't, it is too resilient. And that's the beauty of it, that we are able to reduce at the farm stage, water, 
and we are all, well not reduced because we don't even irrigate it's like we totally don't irrigate and uh, no 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 chemicals yeah that's something we should actually take also into consideration that you don't use pesticide but meat industry we i mean the the leather industry is using a lot of land and pesticide to grow crop that will be to feed those animals so i think those numbers are already very impressive but i think that if we dig deeper they might be even more more impressive so yeah thank you thousand times for that and um, thank you so now the question is how can we be a part of it because it sounds too complicated too expensive you know everybody is like oh but that's uh leather alternative are not ready yet but I check on your website. You are first of all, thank you for being that transparent. But as well, the MOQ, so minimum order quantity, is pretty low. If someone has a small project, he wants to order a small amount of a cactus leather, it's possible. So I, I I know from fact from working with different people that this is a lot of paperwork. And I feel like that wouldn't be the best strategy to make money to do that. So do you do that mainly because you want to 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 because your 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 goal is bigger than money? Like you you want people to to know what is here or what is the reason that you make it that accessible? Uh, you know, Jonathan, we are we are a group of people that are convinced that uh, we are on a journey of purpose beyond profit. Um, we think that. I mean, the, 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 the main reason why we jump into this journey was because we wanted to make a change. And you can't make a change by your own. You need people. You need, you need a mind like people to, to help you uh, change things and the system and, and uh, to convince the industries to do things in a better way. And uh, if, if, I mean, the reason why we have stock and we say, hey, yes, if, if you want to buy one meter, I give you the same service if you want mm -hmm. to buy me uh, 5,000 meters. And the reason why is because there are many students, there are new generations coming to the, to the, to the working world. And if you don't put those tools on their hand early when they are working, they get like, a, they started to get like wrong practices. They just think like, ah, or maybe they don't know you or they think that the normal way is the current way. And that's what we try to avoid. It's like, no, it's like, if you want to do your brand, if you want to, to do your thesis, if you want to make your prototypes for your own like uh, project, we support. And, and, um, and we think that it's very important to do that because um, the, the more, uh, people know about the CERTO and biomaterials and uh, the benefits that we can have by using other alternatives. And the more people listen to this project, um, we can we can really make a difference faster. Mm. Yeah, I actually have a friend, an animal rights activist, and she was a student in fashion. And she, uh, she was explaining actually to the teacher everything you said today about the fact that leather industry is horrible for the environment. And she actually almost gave a class at the end because people even in the, in the fashion school don't know about all this. So thank you so much for saying this, especially, so that's the, the best way to, the best transition, that 
now I see that you're working with Adidas, BMW. So that's the proof of how much you don't need to sell just one meter. But uh, I, I have my answer. That's why I thought that it's pro probably because uh, your goal is way bigger than money and that's why you will succeed. And that's why I'm uh, impressed by what, whatever you do. So can you tell us a little more about Adidas, BMW? Is there anything else impressive like that that's coming up? Yeah, well, uh, th there are many projects coming on soon, um, but the most recent ones uh, are like the, the news that you have mentioned and, and comments. Mm. And yeah, we are looking forward to, to, to show more applications of materials with, uh, I mean, products made with the Certo. Yeah, especially for cars. Uh, I was talking about this with a friend the other day. Why people say that uh, leather is amazing it's the best for the car because it's uh, it lasts very long but a car won't last very long <laughs> a car won't last 100 years so you don't need real leather inside and also it's full of chemicals so then you are in this uh, in this uh, box I mean this car full of chemicals and you breathe all these chemicals so yeah, so that's beautiful that you go into that do you think that more brands are moving into sustainable alternatives uh, is it for money reason or is it because they are really aware of what's happening to the world or is it because there's more demand? What will be your thought on that? I think that, uh, yes, there are more and more brands uh, changing towards sustainable materials. And I think that the main reason is the, the pressure of the end customer. Uh, we have to, to remark that um, the, the most important uh, or one of the most powerful ways of changing any industry is by demanding certain materials or certain products. And I think that people are much more conscious that they don't want to use leather because it has animal sacrifice, it has cruelty, uh, chemicals, etc. So uh, the, the, as the consumer demands greener or better materials, I think the industry is gonna follow and that's good for everyone. Yeah, actually, uh, my wife told me the other day that that's the perfect thing to say. Next time you have the choice, ask yourself, would I prefer to kill a cow or a cactus? What will you be willing to do if you have a knife in your hand? <laughs> <laughs> right, that's a good one. <laughs> and so what is the future of the Certo? How, like, where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years from now? Uh, we are going to be present in more countries. Uh, we are going to make our materials more, uh, even more competitive. Um, when, so when, when, I mean, we want to make the, the change easy. So we want to make our materials as available, as competitive as possible for everyone to use. So I have a little game. I love to do that uh, and to put you on the spot. So imagine that I'm not interested into ethical fashion. I don't care about all this. I love leather and I have a leather jacket or whatever. And uh, you have one minute to convince me to go into ethical fashion. What would you say? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I can't think of a better uh, way like the one that you mentioned. Like imagine that you have a knife and you are put like on a scenario where there is a, a, a cow and then you have a cactus plant and then someone tells you like, you, you, you need to, to cut the, the, 
either the leaves of the cactus or 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 just sacrifice the the, the cow to have your product which one would you do i think it, it by nature by human nature everyone will pick the plant and uh, i think that that's what we should do in 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 every decision of our life is how can we be more like uh, in touch with who we really are and 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 not taking like things that are wrong as the standard just because they have been that way for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and that remind me of uh, uh, another podcast actually I did with uh, Sika Schmidt, the founder of uh, Impact Fashion Show, and we were talking about healing through fashion, and that when you wear something that is in line with your value in your subconscious, it will help you to be more happy because you are more self-aware. Um, and uh, yeah, that, I, that's the best actually to to end on this. That was beautiful. So thank you so much again for joining. Uh, I'm very impressed of your work. I, I think it's it's beautiful and you, your communication is on point. So thank you so much for what you do and we support you. Thank you so much, Jonathan. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. Hope it's not the last time and uh, uh, we'll be following each other on, on social media. I'm, I'm a a follower of, of yours as well and uh, looking forward to, to to do great things thank you so much